Welcome to Get Schooled, student stories from across Kentucky, brought to you by the Pritchard Committee Student Voice Team. I'm Zoe Jenkins, the executive producer. We are coming back from our hiatus in full swing after an incredible summer studying the impacts of COVID-19 and school closures on close to 9,000 students across the state through the student voice teams coping with COVID-19 student-to-student study. We had a survey that gleaned incredible quantitative data and open response questions along with ongoing one-on-one interviews. Now that we have our findings, we are in the midst of creating episodes centered around those open responses and interviews and our overarching findings and analysis from the study. Be sure to stay tuned for those episodes later this year. We are also working on another huge project. With incredible funding and support from National Geographic, we are creating a fellowship for students interested in journalism on education equity and justice issues. By the time this episode airs, applications will be closed, but we are so excited to amplify a more diverse set of student voices and to produce episodes on issues they are facing in their communities. Those special episode miniseries will likely be coming out around summer of 2021, but you will likely hear some of the fellows' voices on episodes all throughout next year. And with all of that out of the way, here is a roundtable with the Get School team on how we are adjusting to online learning so far. We're roughly nine weeks in, actually. And what we are struggling with and embracing in this new normal. I do want to make a note that this audio was originally recorded September 23rd. And with that, let's get into the discussion. Welcome, everybody, um, to another episode of Get Schooled. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about all of our transitions um, back to school, except it's all online um, with NTI. Um, I know that there's a lot of of good things, a lot of bad things, a lot of things we want to change, and we're going to get into um, all of that today. But before we do that, um, we're going to do some introductions so that everybody knows who else is here. Um, so let's just do name, um, what county you go to school in, what grade you're in, and specifically what school system you have. Are you online? Are you in person? Do you have synchronous classes or asynchronous classes? And anything else you want to share, um, just so people have some context. Um, so I'll go first. Uh, my name is Zoe. I'm a senior in Fayette County. Um, I am currently taking online college courses that are all asynchronous, but I am helping a younger child with his synchronous fourth grade classes, so I have a little bit of experience in both. Um, do you want to go next, Emma Faluji? Sure. Uh, I'm Emma. I um, am a senior from Fayette County, and uh, my school has been using Zoom for synchronous classes, and then all of our work is through the Canvas platform. Hi, my name is Nyasha. I'm a senior in Fayette County, and my school has also been online, primarily like a 725 to 315 school day with um, synchronous classes, but a lot of time asynchronously to do schoolwork. I'm Emma Nesmith. I'm a junior in Boyle County. Um, she, her pronouns, and my school system were all online right now and we're doing 
you had the option to not be synchronous, but I chose to take synchronous classes. So we're doing that with Google Meet. And then all of our online work is on Google Classroom. I'm Pragya. I'm also a junior. I'm in Fayette County. Um, I use she, her pronouns. And our school has also been synchronous. Um, we've been having synchronous class meetings through Zoom, but all of our online work is done on Canvas. I am Gabrielle Dahlgren. I am a sophomore in Fayette County, and most of my work is synchronous on Zoom and Canvas. Awesome. Uh, sounds good. Um, so thinking that we can first go around and talk a little bit more about the positive. So what is everyone enjoying about online school and being virtual? One thing I'm really enjoying is since the majority of our classes are synchronous, but a lot of the work is asynchronous. A lot of teachers make their resources very readily available. So in addition to recording Zoom classes, they also have the PowerPoints that they used during the class available for you to look at. In addition to like online textbooks or other additional resources, whether they be websites or files or something. So I really do enjoy having all those resources that I can look at back at whenever I need to. One thing I've been really enjoying is like not necessarily being at home because I don't love learning at home, but having access to all the things I have at home so I don't have to worry about what I remembered to put in my backpack that day. Um, normally I would pack my lunch, but now I can just eat my lunch at home. Um, and so there's a lot of like elements of things to remember and complications of having to go to a different location for school that have now been simplified, which has also made it easier to kind of focus on my schoolwork. Something that's been working really well for me with online learning has been just being able to go at my own pace. I think a lot of times at school, it was always about either catching up with the pace of the class, whether it was an AP class or any other um, advanced class that wasn't really going at a slower pace. Um, and yeah, that's really just been a lot easier with online learning just because like I was saying, every, all of your resources are just at your fingertips. Um, and even though communication is obviously not ideal with our teachers, it's definitely a lot easier to be able to go back to our resources and just learn things at our own pace that we might not be getting um, as ideally in an in-person setting. I feel like being at home has given me a lot more time to do my homework and then do things outside of school, like um, spend time with my family and um, sports and, you know, things that interest me. Um, I feel like it's kind of helped my life be a little bit more balanced this year, but as we'll see how it is in the future. Yeah, I would say I've had a similar experience. I think I've actually been, um, I, like I felt a little bit more productive this year. And I don't know if that's because I'm a senior, so maybe I've like finally figured it out after three years, but um, I think it could also be the fact that like, I'm like used to coming home from school and then needing like an hour or a couple hours to sort of decompress from school um, and maybe that's because I'm more of an introvert than an extrovert um, but I think that uh, being at home already kind of helps me just like get more used to just focusing at home like this is what school is now um, and also the access to everything that I have in my house and being able to like you know see my family or like you know like I 
I'm able to like talk to my family in between classes um, if I like, you know, just want to tell them something or whatever, if I like, you know, just want a friend. Um, and I think that being at school when you're kind of rushing between classes during like your five minutes in between classes, it feels a little bit more like hectic and you don't have time to like take a break and talk to somebody. Um, so I think that's been kind of nice to have like, I can go visit my sister and we can like talk about what happened in class and like we have a little bit more time because teachers are more willing to just like end the Zoom call early if we have nothing to do instead of just keeping us in a classroom, so. Yeah, so definitely lots of positives. And now we're gonna kind of flip that coin. So what are some things that people are not enjoying about their online learning experience right now? I would say at like the forefront of it, it's just, it's not the same. Um, and that's kind of what is probably just the underlying justification for everyone about why we may not like online school as much. Um, just because, you know, from communication to just not having that relationship with our teachers that we always look forward to every year. Um, it's nothing obviously that anybody can really control on, at least on the teacher's end. Um, and yeah, it, it, that's like the main thing. We obviously miss those high school experiences, especially for um, the upperclassmen in high school, I would say, you know, this is like your last few years of being around the same people for a long time. So it's obviously going to be difficult not being able to be around your friends in a time of already so much uncertainty. But um, I think it's important to know that obviously everyone's doing their best in this time. Um, and even though it's not ideal, um, there's not much we can do as of right now, but definitely going to make the most of this situation. I think something I've been having a hard time with is just I'm on a computer all day. Um, like 8.15 is when my classes start and I have um, four video call classes. And then in between those classes, I'm spending most of the time doing whatever work I have um, on my computer. And then after class, if I have something like this, like a Zoom call for student voice team, or um, I've been doing some calls with my friends and with my youth group, and those are all also on a computer. So even when it's something I really enjoy, it's just very draining um, mentally and also physically, like it makes my eyes hurt and it gives me a headache to be on a computer for so long. I completely agree with what Emma Nesmith said, but also in addition to what Pragya said, I miss my friends, quite simply. And not only those who I'm like, oh, we're cool and I can text you and talk to you on Instagram and I follow you, but also like my friends that I just talk to in class because we just so happen to sit next to each other or those who I've never met before, but just because our teachers put us in the same group, I get to know them. So I have classes where I'm like, I don't know any of these people. And sometimes when the class ends and then it's like, all of a sudden you just realize that you're like in your room alone. It's like really depressing. And then it makes me so sad that I would never really get to know some of these people because they seem like really cool people based on like what limited communication we have whilst all listening to a teacher, you know. And that I would like to get to know them better. Maybe we could be friends, but just because everything is online and, you know, sending like, like text messages or like phone numbers or Instagram handles over Zoom, like chats, isn't like really most conducive to building relationships. 
it's just a really weird like social isolation type feeling I think for me it's been weird to like I guess sort of going off of what Nyasha said like I think it's weird sometimes to be like do like I know I said that I can like sort of focus better as far as just like having a to-do list and just like getting it done because I'm kind of already here but sometimes it's weird to like have to do work by myself because I'm so used to being in a classroom of people and I think it could also be just like the change of scenery a little bit since I'm doing schoolwork and homework in the same space and like eating sometimes in the same space because it's like bring my food up to my room then it's just kind of like weird so I've had to um sometimes like and I know I'm like very lucky to be be able to do this because I have a sibling who's also in high school with my same schedule but like sometimes we do homework next to each other just to feel like we're in a classroom like doing stuff together and like being around another person which like if I didn't have a sibling in high school then it wouldn't like I wouldn't have that um so that's like not an experience that everybody has and I recognize that so I'm like lucky that I have that because like I try to listen to music or like podcasts to kind of feel like there's like something happening around me and sometimes that works but I think that the sort of like the the little things like having like side conversations or whatever just like that's not like a huge like a deep conversation that you would have over zoom or whatever but like it's easier in real life when you don't have to like press the unmute button and when like the whole class can hear it and stuff like that and it's just like those little social interactions even if that person's not your best friend like Yasha was saying um you know like you're both humans in this class like experiencing something together and it feels different over zoom um and I would also say just to add this, that there's some classes that I feel like are affected more than others. Like, I think like AP literature, it doesn't really affect me as much to like learn over Zoom rather than like, I mean, it does, but like compared to like choir, it's like not as fun because you can't really sing over Zoom without everyone's like audio glitching. So I miss like being in choir and hearing my friends sing and stuff, but like with some classes, it's harder than others. So. I think a big thing for me is I've always been a very self-motivated person, but going to the same exact setting every day and, you know, sitting there for, you know, hours on end, I lose a lot of motivation and it's kind of hard to like, if you like start going on your phone, it's hard to get off your phone because, you know, there's no one there to tell you to get off your phone or um, do your work. And I've never been a person who's, you know, tried to like sneak their phone in class or not do their work, but it's in this setting, it's very different. And I feel like I'm definitely, um, definitely affected by it. And I feel like for kids that, you know, usually have the teachers, you know, have to tell them that to do their work, I feel like it's even worse for them. Um, so yeah, I feel like it's, it's not the same and definitely like people aren't going to do work as well or put in as much effort because of the situation we're in. I, yeah, I definitely agree um, because I've always, always, always been a super like stickler on myself for getting my work done. But now like I'm sitting all by myself in my room with the door closed, my parents are at work, and I'm just like, okay, but what if I didn't? Like, and I always end up doing it because, like, my conscience will just not let me hear the end of it if I don't. But, like, it's 
definitely a lot harder to make yourself do things. Um, especially because like, I just get so tired of being on my computer and sitting at this desk and staring at the wall. Um, and like one nice thing about school is you every, I don't know, hour you go somewhere new and you, um, like see somewhat a new set of people and that's just not the case when for at least me when I'm learning at home because I'm basically in the same spot for like several hours on end um and there's nothing it's it's just hard to um stay motivated in this kind of setting I think also for me at least and I'm sure for so many other students it's like it's really hard to kind of make this dis distinction of your like personal life versus your school life, which I think Emma kind of touched on a little bit before. And it's, I think it's important to realize how much of that was kind of evident when we were at school. Um, and, you know, it's one thing to go to school in the morning and whether you liked that or not back then, um, you would go and then you'd come back. And for a lot of us, we look forward to coming back home just because it was, away from all of the work and everything we had to do and even though you know we had work to do at home it was com it was almost like being able to get away from from some place else and right now we're just in the situation where like emma was saying we're attending our zoom meetings and eating lunch and waking up in the same rooms that we're doing everything else in and so i think it's that's probably been one of the hardest challenges for me is just being able to make that like separation of okay this is my personal life and this is my school life and um just yeah finding time for myself to do things other than just sit in my room and be on zoom meetings all day and finishing up work um but yeah i think for a lot of students it's just been that just creating that distinction between our personal lives and our school lives and, and how that's kind of kind of merged together in this weird situation that we've been in and i would add that i think that's i mean so many students i think work in their bedrooms because that's like the only place you can work. Like for me, at least, my dad takes Zoom calls either like um, like in the kitchen or in the basement. And he's just really, really loud on Zoom calls. And then my brother's doing school and he does them in like the dining room. Like there's like dining room that like you can hear it all over the floor. So I like, I have to do it in my room. But then, I don't know. It's like people are like, you should separate. Like don't do like social stuff like where you do your work but it's also like i don't like sitting in my bed and like watching stuff like i like being at my desk and doing that but i now can't like go work uh somewhere else um and i would say to um for the kid that i babysit like the social life thing i don't think i realize how like when you're like nine years old and you don't have a phone like you have no concept of like how do i stay in touch with people like I was asking him, you know, like, like, who are your friends? And he was like, I don't have any friends. And I was like, I was like, but buddy, I'm like, you do have friends. He's like, well, I haven't seen them. And I was like, yeah, I'm like, if you don't have a phone and like, you don't like, if you're not like old enough to like chat, like virtually, then like, how do you have friends when you never interact with them one-on-one -on -one in class? That's just like the sad saddest thing I've ever heard. Uh, but it's just really hard for young kids, I think, who can't, who don't have, like, the self-autonomy to go and just, like, find ways to interact with other people on their own. It's weird because I feel like so much of, like, our 
when you're like a school-aged person, for lack of a better phrase, like so much of our social interaction or just like our lives in general, like a huge percentage of it is spent at school. And that sounds like kind of weird when you say it, but I think that taking into consideration, like, like we were talking about earlier, some of like the social aspects of school, like I think that like, I'll take that my friend said this, but I'll steal it because I think it's important. One of our teachers um, does, like one of our math teachers um, used to do this thing called the puzzle of the day. And he has like a little like puzzle thing and he would put it over like the projector screen. Like he had like a camera, whatever. I don't know <laughs> what you call it, but like he has one of those things and he like would project it on the screen and we would all like yell out like how to solve this puzzle. And he still does it over Zoom. And my friend was saying that like, she's glad that he does that because it's one of the more like non not strictly academic parts of our school day. And I think it's kind of weird, but like, um, it, like it would almost be nice to have like a period of time during some like virtual school day. Like I know at my school, um, we have class, like normal, a normal schedule of class, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. And then Wednesday is like a catch up day sort of thing. Um, so we have like one, uh, our college and career readiness slash social emotional learning like block. Um, and then for the rest of the day, it's supposed to be like, you can ask teachers questions and they do office hours and like, you know, help you with your homework if you need it. Um, but like, it would almost be cool to have like a period of time where it's like you meet with your class, but like you don't do work, you just like kind of hang out, which sounds weird. But like, I think when, if you really were to like, if someone were to like measure it, there's a lot of like, there's probably a good chunk of like our time spent at school that's not necessarily academic. That's really important for like our sanity because like, I just like a lot of my friends that I know I met at school because like, I, where else do I meet friends when like I spend most of my time at school, so. Yeah, and I'd like to harp on something that you said about teachers. I also just like really miss being able to like see my teachers' personalities and get to know them kind of as people, not like on a deep personal level, but just like, like, uh, like the teacher, I have a teacher who tries to make jokes over Zoom, right? But like sometimes they're jokes that require like nonverbal reaction and I give a nonverbal reaction, but when you're screen sharing and you can't tell what your students do, there's always that like, awkward moment of silence when no one says anything and it's just like very painful and I feel as if it would be even worse to be the teacher in that situation and I just really miss just having casual interactions with people in general or even just like some of the faculty and staff who I meet and talk to in the hallway that I don't necessarily have any classes with now I only ever see like the same if we have like eight classes, only same eight teachers or eight sets of adults ever. And then I have some classes where the teachers overlap, so I don't even get to see that many people. But I can totally understand what you mean by just having that opportunity where it's not me learning and you teaching and everyone else learning about academics, but just to be able to be like, hey, I am more than just like, a student. I also have like some sort of interests that maybe you have and we can talk about. Yeah, I definitely think that's been something really different because for the many years that I did go to school in person, I spent more waking hours at school than at my house. And like I spent more waking hours with 
like my classmates and my friends and my teachers than with my parents and my sister. Um, and so like you really don't realize how much of that social interaction is at school because like when I came home, I wouldn't really see my friends after school because there was other things to do. And sometimes we'd get together on the weekends, but it's like you see them all day and that's pretty great. Um, and the same thing goes for teachers. Like Nyasha was saying, like I have two teachers this year who I've never had before. Um, and I just, I feel like I don't really know them that well. I mean, partially I've gotten to know them over video calls, but I just feel like you spend a lot more time with your teachers in person and you also can form a better relationship with them because it's so much easier to talk to them and you, um, you can talk to them one-on-one. -on -one. Like one hard thing is if you're like in a big call with your whole class, especially if you're one of the only people with your cameras on, like you don't want to just unmute and be the one person talking to the teacher and like, you know, everyone else is watching you, but you can't see their faces and it's so painfully awkward. <laughs> so I just think there's like whole levels and layers of social interaction that we lose when we're not in a school building with people. So I guess on the topic of things that we're losing, um, you know, how, how effective has your learning been over like online school I'll, I know for me at least like because I do like these online college courses so I watch like videos I I think I just realized that like I, I get a lot out of like being able to interact with the person that I'm learning with and so it all being over like a video is weird then I'll say for the kid that I'm babysitting for him at least I think it's so like one-on-one -on -one contact is so important when you're young um excuse my dog um but you know he doesn't he can't like be like like raise his hand and like talk to the teacher one-on-one -on -one, because then it's like you're talking in front of the whole class and like it's weird because like little kids understand that and then they stop asking questions because they know everyone else can hear and i'm like that's so bad so bad but i want to hear your thoughts I will say that I think it's more effective than it was last spring when we were kind of suddenly plunged into NTI, like the whole NTI world, I guess. Um, and I think that doing synchronous learning, I think helps. Um, and I know that there are a lot of issues with like, sort of the, the, the general system of synchronous learning because sometimes it conflicts with people who have spotty internet or like not great device access or have to work or like, there's a lot of issues with that, but I think part of it does help when you're able to like, I, I don't know, it, it, like you, it feels like you have a little bit more teacher interaction um, and the teachers are more able to like, like they had the whole summer to plan out sort of how they're gonna kind of try to make their like class feel a little bit like a normal class. Like we sort of, rather than them just like posting the notes online like they would last spring and be like, learn this and here's your assignment and like email me if you need help. Um, it's kind of nice to be over Zoom where they'll like take the notes with us and like explain it out like they would um, because now they have a setup where they can be like, okay, I'm gonna share my screen and I made a PowerPoint and we're gonna go through the notes together and stuff like that where that's like, that wasn't really happening last spring because it was just sort of sudden. Um, so I think that's better than the original thing. 
I feel like it's definitely not as um, in, informative as a regular, you know, classroom because you're doing things mainly on paper and it's right in front of you and you feel like you're doing work and well, you know you're doing work, but I feel like when it's on a computer, I sort of feel like I haven't done something or like I haven't done much or if my notes are online and maybe if I can't print them out, I feel like I won't be able to look back at them easily or something will get lost and I'll not be able to find it um, online or something. So I feel like, like what Emma said, Emma Faluji said, it's definitely better than last spring semester, but it's not as effective as if we were in a regular classroom and you know a big part of that is it being online and doing a ton of learning online and having things in the worksheets and the notes online instead of you know if on a physical paper in our hand i completely agree with that and for me another aspect related to it is in planning my senior year because i planned the majority of the classes i wanted to take before everything that happened in March happened. I chose a lot of classes that were interactive. Like I have like a biology class where the majority of first semester or the first half of first semester and second half of second semester dealt with a lot of going outside and interacting with the surroundings and natural surroundings of like our school. In addition to an engineering classes, which, is, which was very project based. And I chose those classes because I wanted to have that interactive aspect to it. So now with everything online, it, that's not necessarily possible. Like the teachers are doing their best with what they can do to keep, retain that interactive aspects of it. But for like the bio class, for example, students live in all different areas of Lexington. Not everyone has the same tree growing in their backyard or in engineering, not everyone has the same access to materials like as the teacher does. So it, it's really, I feel as if I lose out on the hands-on experiences for those classes. But then also in addition to like lit, for example, or discussion-based classes, having discussions over Zoom is very difficult because doing doing breakout rooms over Zoom is very painful and is a bit awkward. So having small group discussions is also painful and very awkward. And I feel as if being in person and being in the school environment just is very conducive to those discussions and I'm missing out on that. I, I definitely agree with what everyone's been saying, um, both the positive and the negative. And I do think there's some things that you just can't do in remote learning that you can do in in-person learning. And there's definitely some things you're going to lose. Like I'm in AP chemistry and there's only so much chemistry you can do via a computer. Um, but I do want to like shout out my teachers because they, I think they've worked really hard and I'm sure everyone else's teachers have. I think teachers have worked really hard and done a really good job of like figuring out how they can teach their classes as close to normal and do as much for their students as they can, which I really appreciate. And in the spring, uh, some of my teachers were kind of floundering and the classes kind of like disintegrated. But like this, I've been very pleasantly surprised with the quality of the teaching this fall and 
I just want to say how much I appreciate how much hard work the teachers are doing because my mom's a teacher and I know how much of it comes home and you do it like after you get home from school and after you eat dinner and then you stay at school really late. So I just want to say that I really appreciate how hard teachers and administrators have been working to teach in these really strange conditions. We had a, um, in Fayette County, we had a countywide, I don't know if it was countywide, like, or just our school, but it was like the county's like public Wi-Fi. There was an outage basically, and a bunch of my teachers literally just like grabbed their stuff and ran home to like teach the rest of our class. So they were just like, hey guys, sorry, I'm going to be five minutes late for class today because I'm trying to run to my house to teach you. And it's just like, it was, it was just really because I, I kind of didn't realize that because they've been teaching from their classrooms um, for context, but they've been like teaching over Zoom and they're alone in their classrooms. Um, so I just like, it was just the commitment level <laughs> was like really impressive to me because um, obviously they didn't have like another choice to connect to the Wi-Fi when it's like a public thing. But the fact that they were immediately just like, let's go and I'm going to teach my class and okay. And then like kind of like redoing their whole plan in their head just on the spot was like really impressive. So Shout out to you, my teachers that did that. Um, this is something I just thought of, and I feel like it should go in the more negative, like, area of the podcast if you want to edit there, but, um, or, you like, things we don't like about NTI, and I don't feel like it should go after what you guys just said, because it's something that uh, teachers maybe need to think about. Um, I feel like, so in some, in one of my, in a few of my classes, our employability um, is based on like if we're participating and um, if we're talking. And one big thing that I think teachers should reconsider is um, having part of your employability be if you turn your camera on. And I understand that like if you're if the kids' cameras aren't on, it can it definitely doesn't feel like a normal classroom, and it's a very different but um you never know the environment that someone has at home and they might be embarrassed to turn on their camera so i like they shouldn't be losing points on their grade um because of something that they can't control and you know if they don't want to turn on their camera because you know they don't want to show where they are and they're losing points for that that's i just feel like it's too hard on the student especially during this time um so i think that's definitely something teachers should reconsider because you know you never know the environment of someone's home and yeah and i'll call it because so at my high school that i i used to attend um there um, you know, they were trying to enact this policy to increase our employability score and tie that a lot to live attendance. Um, and so uh, I guess I'll, I'll note that I think a lot of teachers understand, but a lot of this is coming from above of like, you need, this is how you degrade your students. Um, yeah, I think, and this is something that we just kept iterating, I think even with our COVID, with COVID study, it's just about grace and flexibility and empathy of like, you don't know what other people are going through. No one's ever experienced what's going on right now, ever, in their lives, ever. And no, I don't think anyone could even fathom what would have happened or what is happening in any regard. Um, 
So yeah, just really important to remember that we don't know what other people are going through um, and we need to try and be as empathetic and as flexible as possible with that. Something I will say, and I feel, I feel like I'm, I've kind of been bragging about my school a lot, which is definitely not something I would normally do. Um, but in terms of kind of policy recommendations, if there happens to be administrators listening, um, something my school has done from the top down, from the administration, is um, you don't, they're not requiring kids to have their cameras on, um, which I, sometimes is weird, but I'm sure is really good for a lot of people, like Gabrielle was saying. And also attendance and participation but mainly attendance, if you, um, you get your attendance, if you are in the Google Meet, and also if you can't do that, as long as you turn in the day's assignments, you can still be counted as present, which I think is really, really big for kids who like, maybe they have younger siblings at home and they have to be taking care of them and there's just no way they can make it to the Google Meet or even just like, if your mental health is not doing so great and you really can't make yourself be on one more video call, like I think it's very empathetic of the administrators to institute those kinds of policies that allow for kind of flexible attendance and flexible learning for kids who might be struggling with things outside of school. Yeah, and to add on to what Emma was saying, in no way am I saying that our school is doing exceptional when it comes to the issue of attendance, but I would actually like to shout out like a couple of teachers who are doing very well and being very understanding. I know we, I have some teachers that are usually known to be kind of strict when it comes to attendance, which is the point where it's a little bit scary. But if you do explain to them and you're like, well, I have tech issues, they're very much lenient to it and they're very much understanding. And a motto um, that like has been reiterated by a lot of teachers is this issue of like grace and them saying that, you know, we want you guys to be understanding that this is the first time for us and we're still trying to adjust to it. And if you show, we would like for you guys to show us as much patience and grace and we'll do the same back to you. And the way to like really encourage that is to, like open communication. And if, as far as like anything dealing with policy or anything, I feel as if, um, the idea of communication should be very much reiterated, both between the teacher and students, but also between like teachers and admin and admin and legislature, just like communication throughout because each person has like a stake in it and each person has a perspective that's very important to consider. Um, I guess going off of the whole like flexibility um, and just empathy thing um, between administration and students and teachers. Um, I don't know the details of how my school has been treating um, people who don't have great access to Wi-Fi and technology, um, because for the most part, my Wi-Fi and technology access has been um, pretty stable. Like I've been, there was a moment where we, um, like we lost Wi-Fi at my house temporarily, but like we had, um, like I have, family in town that like we could you know go stay with for a couple days um so like just for the school day 
Um, so overall, I've been pretty lucky to be able to have access to those things. And I think that, like I was mentioning earlier with synchronous learning, um, it's like, a, I think it's kind of a good thing. Um, like it's, I think being in class synchronously and feeling like um, I'm sort of a little bit more able to interact with the teacher live. Um, but I think that there's also some aspects of it that are like, I, I just don't know how feasible it is for every family um, to have like synchronous learning, whether that's because of access to resources or whether it's because, like I said, they have to like work or, um, you know, whatever the case may be um, for that. So just like wanted to note that I'm a little bit privileged in talking about how synchronous learning has helped me or how like this whole thing has helped me um, because I think that there is like definitely the nature of virtual learning is that it relies a lot on having access. So I think that schools can try to tackle that by just being a little more flexible. I think that recording Zoom meetings helps for people who can't be there synchronously, um, but also if you don't have technology or Wi-Fi access at all, it might be better to, I guess, either uh, try to like really reach out and make sure that you're comprehensively getting those resources out, which I think that my school has been doing pretty well in theory, though I can't confirm, like I said, that they've been doing that well on paper, um, or opposite, in real life versus on paper. Um, but I don't know, I guess, I don't have like specific answers, but I guess trying to make sure that maybe there is an on paper version of an assignment or um, there's a way for a teacher to maybe call a student one-on-one -on -one if that would help, which I know not every student would be comfortable with, but I guess just making sure we're not leaving those students out of what we're doing when we're learning virtually. And I just want to add one last thing on what Emma said before we kind of transition to our um, last closer question is uh, just for people listening. I mean, we're recording this on a weekday evening. Uh, you know, many of us could be doing homework, or doing other things, but we, you know, have the immense privilege to be on a call at 7 p.m. on a Monday. Um, and so I think that there are a lot of students who are expressing their own, you know, I think experiences with online learning, but I think we need to be very intentional about who we're listening to, especially when it comes to parents sending emails or sending or calling, because parents who have time to call the school and tell them what's wrong with their with their students education there are a lot of parents who don't have that ability because they're working multiple jobs or there are students who can't advocate for themselves because they just literally do not have the time or the resources to do so um so i just want to recognize the privilege that our group has and also just kind of put that call on you to think about what students are you are you not hearing from and you know i i know i have had teachers in the past who jump to the oh, that student is just sleeping through class because they stayed up late on their phone, or oh, that student just doesn't care and that's why they have their head down. Um, but especially during a global pandemic, really important to reconsider why are students behaving the way they're behaving? Why aren't students showing up? And are there more things we can do? Because I know at least for my district that our preliminary solution for internet access was that people could just go to their local elementary or middle school and get internet. but if you are in elementary school and you don't live like eye distance away from an elementary school, should you really be walking to a school to get internet during the day by yourself? 
or if you're working or have to watch other students, can you get to a school if you don't have a car? Just, just making that point that equity is really important right now. Um, and our voices are important, but are not the voices we need to be listening to, especially. And so with that, let's close, because that was a little bit of a rant there. Um, so, you know, we've been online school for almost six weeks now, which is kind of crazy. Um, so I'd love to just go around quickly and ask people, what's something that, you know, when inevitably we get to go back in person, what's something that you want to bring from online learning into um, in-person learning? And I'll start by saying, I think that flexibility is the big one. Like what Emma has been saying about how, you know, when you're done with instruction, you can leave class. And I don't know the logistics of that in a school building with a lot of students, but just having that flexibility of understanding, like you can have this time back for yourself. Um, you know, let's play around with the structure of the class and all that stuff. I feel like a big thing is busy work has been a lot less abundant. So I feel like something we should bring is, you know, maybe making that busy work optional, you know, if you need extra help and extra practice, but doing a ton of busy work isn't, you know, always a good thing to give students because if they, you know, have learned that material well and they don't need extra practice, then they can use that time to do their homework, study for other things, and, you know, do things outside of school, and yeah, we'll just give them more time, so. Yeah, I'll touch on two points really fast because I feel like I've just been talking so much. Um, but number one, like Gabrielle was saying, like more efficient use of class time because I feel like there has been so much less wasted time on my virtual schedule than when I was in school. And there was just a lot of waste of time. Um, and two, flexibility like Zoe was saying, but also, um, sort of like just more understanding because I feel like there's all of my teachers have been like you know we're gonna have a test and it's gonna be 80% of your grade but like if you're just really struggling and you need to like retake this test and like they're they've just been very understanding and they're very willing to work with you um and I think that hasn't always been the case in in-person learning and so I don't want teachers to forget about how like people's home lives don't just go away when they go to in-person school like they are still having whatever conditions they're trying to learn in for virtual school they're still living in when they return to school so I just want teachers and administrators to keep that in mind as well yeah and I feel as if I don't have like much to add but just patience and grace the idea that Emma Nesmith kind of touched on, the idea that like this pandemic, nothing is ever going to go back to like normal. Like there are kids who had to pick up jobs and having asynchronous classes is really beneficial for them because they can work. And just because they can go back to school doesn't mean that they don't have to work anymore. You know, conditions are still going to be there. And just being able to understand that we can't, and it's just, it would be very um, unfair and unequitable to go back to the perceived norm because even that norm was unequitable to begin with. So just going back with the idea that like we, like taking everything that we learned from online learning, the making resources accessible, being patient about um, attendance and about students' emotional needs, that all just needs to come backwards.
us and shouldn't be left behind. Yeah, um, some great um, final words. And I think, I mean, I think we've kind of hit on it so many times, just this whole idea of empathy and grace and flexibility in that. Um, I think I want to add just one more word. I think vulnerability is a big one. Um, you know, nobody woke up any day of any, of any week of any year and thought, we're going to have a global pandemic where we're all going to have to stay at home and we're going to have to wear masks. No one could have possibly foreseen this. Um, nobody has ever lived through a global pandemic before because we haven't had one in a very long time. Um, so I think it's important to be okay with what we don't know and that we don't know what's going to come. We don't know what to expect and we don't know what's going on with other people. And I think just being able to admit that I think is a really huge step towards being more empathetic and less judgmental and just really accepting of what other people are going through right now. And so with that, I'm going to close. Thank you all so much for a fantastic um, discussion. Thank you for listening to Get Schooled. Please subscribe, share the episode, and leave a review. Also, be sure to follow the Student Voice Team on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at PC Stu Voice Team. Also, be sure to check out our blog and all of the incredible content being posted there, and you can find that at studentvoiceforum.org. Do you want us to cover an education equity issue in your area or just want to get in touch? Please email us at getschooledpod at gmail.com. That is getschooledpod, P-O-D, at gmail.com. See you all next time for another episode of Get Schooled. Stay safe and stay healthy.